Thank you so much, Lear, and it's wonderful to be here in southern Florida. Uh, we were up in Maryland where it was a little cooler, but since I've been down this way, I have not had to wear my coat nor any of those other garments that we normally wear when we're in the cold weather. So it's good to be here, and a lot of you have I've seen your faces, and as you came around the booth, uh, checking on what we have to offer. But today we want to share with you the full plate uh, principle, past, present, and future. And I don't know how many of you like to have a full plate, because you know many of the diets are saying, don't fill your plate. <laughs> Eat a small amount and, you know, and, and watch what you're eating. But our full plate principle today is to help us understand that we can eat as much as the abundance of what God has prepared and has um, you know, made for us. So we'll go into the slides and then I'll talk a little bit about what's in the basket and we would like for you to do a little, um, little workshop uh, going into some deciding on what you would be uh, preparing when you put your plate together. Now in the past, because it's always good to find out where you are in the past and then you come to the future as a background. In the past, we as a child, I grew up in the, on the island of Trinidad and Tobago, and my mother always prepared food fresh. So we had bread in the morning and bread in the afternoon. Uh, it was called something called bake, and some of you may have heard it, and I know it's also called Johnny Cakes in the U.S., where they would take the flour and mixture and, uh, and come up with a biscuit that was very nice tasting, and my mother knew how to do it. And I, we have not been able to duplicate that. <laughs> then she would put it in the oven and, and use that salted butter. It was really good. <laughs> and uh, so we had that in the evening and the morning and also with something called cocoa or, or um, chocolate, hot chocolate. Right. And so we always prepared foods you know, from home, on, from the land. We bought the foods and then we prepared them. When we went to the grocery store, we basically just got some fresh fruits vegetables, the roots and tubers from the market. We also, which one do I do? Okay. We also got rice, flour, sugar, salt, butter, toilet paper. That was about it. There, was, there were not too many things at the grocery store to get. So when you wanted to eat, you would go to the market and get some of those um, foods that we mentioned earlier, but then you had your flour, rice and sugar, salt and a little bit of butter. If you had for a family, one of the main things that they wanted to make sure that they had at home was their flour, five pound bag or 10 pound bags of flour, then their oil and then their sugar. If they had those three things, they did not worry too much, even if they didn't have toilet paper, because the newspaper, you know, that's how it was in the bags at those times. <laughs> but usually you had to make sure you had flour, oil, and sugar. The, so times when we felt we were in trouble is when we could not get the oil, the flour, or the sugar. And basically with the war and so forth, different things, so sometimes we would have problems with that. And rice. So those were the things. If you had those four ingredients, you were fine. Now, canned items were really um, bought. Uh, Vienna sausages, you may know of that, the corned beef hash sardines, those are some of the things that were um, used as a backup or side. Milk, the milkman came with the goat, the goat milk. <laughs> he came to your door, so you didn't have to go to the store to get milk. And eggs, of course, the chickens, they came with those too, so those things were brought to us. And you know, that's, that's the past, but you know, the past is not that way anymore. Presently, where are we? 
Today, it's vastly different. The grocery store has been, what, transformed to a supermarket. I mean, you know, we're in Trinidad and the stores are pretty much smaller. And when we come to the U.S., our eyes open up big again, like, oh, look at all of these things you can get in one store. Supermarket, the foods are bought, um, you know, by the aisle. So you have aisles of one item, flour, sugar, cereal, soft drinks, baked goods. They consume more, you know, more than one aisle. And of course, they don't forget the animals, the dog food and the cat food. Uh, yes, they even have an aisle too. So that's the present. But what does this all mean to us? Because as we thought, thought about the past, we couldn't get a lot of these items. Now the present, we're getting much of it um, in the grocery store. The advertising um, from television and what we see at the supermarkets, that's how we're shopping. We're shopping from what we see on the television and what is primarily shown to us as we go down these aisles. If they want us to buy something from the grocery store, where is that found? It's right all around the counter. You see all those things. And the eyes are just looking, oh, you know, was that on the, no, but I guess we can get that because it looks really good because it's advertised for us to purchase. So it doesn't really necessarily mean that it's primarily what, healthy, right? It's just saying, or nutritious, it's just saying that this is what is advertised. So as we continue on, this is truly, you know, as we mentioned before, you and I are what we eat. Today, it's defined by what we buy, right? The rise in obesity has its roots in where we shop for the foods, right, that we eat. So as we think of, you know, the percentages, a large percentage, about over 33, 35% of Americans are obese, which means their BMI, their basic metabolic um, rate is high. They're, they're way over, they're not just 10 or 20 pounds, they're over 30 pounds overweight. Um, so the rise in obesity has its roots from these places where, where we're going to shop and we're going to eat. Embedded in those roots are what? Habits, because when you plant something and you get to the roots, you know that you wanna make sure that it's, it's grounded properly. And so these roots are coming from the habits. Habits that plant leads to plants that grow into trees of poor, bad eating habits. And of course, that's how our culture gets to be developed, by the habits that we uh, participate in from day to day. Again, a little bit more about the present. It's pandemic, like we said, in the US, and now we're talking about childhood obesity because our children are getting overweight. And we'll talk a little bit more about why that is. And it's right here, no more cooking in the home. All right? A lot of us, our kitchens look very beautiful, don't they? <laughs> They're very nice. We have the island set up. They are just gorgeous. But nobody is in the kitchen cooking. <laughs> you know, they come and you sit around. Maybe you have a cup of tea or coffee or what have you. But nobody's cooking. Most of them is just a showpiece. As you buy these beautiful homes and they have these gorgeous kitchens, no one is um, cooking. Oh, go back. Now, before we prepared our meals in the kitchen and we prepared for our families, like I said in the past with my mom, and then I started doing that for my own family. But now we are no longer in the kitchen. We are at these fast food places, right, which gives us fat, salt, and sugar, of course, based on our taste buds. Because some places have more salt than others, have more fat than others. And of course, that result is where we're talking about today, the obesity situation. Disease continues to cripple our nation, and of course, the fast food establishments dictates what we eat. 
just to give you a little idea that um, McDonald's uh, changes a culture. We have a place in San Bernardino, California, where McDonald's came in to the area that was very much doing fine, but they came in and changed the entire culture. So now the people are not eating from home, and it's a Hispanic group of people, and they're eating mostly at McDonald's. And the children, uh, we had someone visiting with us in Trinidad, and the young, the mother sent the child with us to the group, and, and he did not want anything that we prepared at home. He says, I don't eat food from the home. So he was like, where is McDonald's? He said, oh, or where is, you know, the fast food? He did not want, because he said he didn't know anything about it. We would show him regular. He says, I don't eat like that. We have to call the mother. <laughs> because when we asked her, she said, no, he, she does not cook. They go morning, evening, and lunchtime and evening at the fast food. And of course, he was overweight. So it's endemic with our children. So we, we, we really have um, a serious issue that we need to address. Yes. No, we don't blame the child. So that's why we call the mother. Because <laughs> we said, you know, why isn't he did not want cereal, he didn't want bread, he didn't want, he wanted some Kentucky Fried Chicken and some other things, the little nuggets and something else. That's what he eats mostly. He said that's what he gets every day. So these things, if we try to feed him, he said, I don't, I don't like the taste of that because he never really had it. And this was just could be an extreme case. But... Um, I was surprised that this was on the island of Trinidad. We were in Tobago, and the mother left the child with us, with the family, friends, and, you know. So he was crying for his food, so they had to call the mom, and she said, you all have to go somewhere and find some food for him. Yeah, they have to go somewhere and find Yeah, they have to go to these stores and find the food for him, because he would not eat just regular food. Banana, he didn't eat a banana. He didn't want any of that. Yeah. So it's kind of extreme, but it is a little bit typical of what's happening in a lot of the places. The parents are taking the children straight out to the um, fast food areas. So that, as I said, dictates what we eat. Now let's just look at a plate. We're looking at um, presenting food on a plate. We're trying to share uh, foods that are healthy for us, and I'm going to discuss a little bit more as we put it um, together. But this is a breakfast on a full plate. Now. You have a lot of fruit there, you, the colors, you see the red, greens, and yellows, and there's a muffin on the side and a banana and some drinks. So this can be a typical, um, you know, breakfast uh, plate. Now, a number of people don't really eat this much for breakfast. <laughs> Most of us are quick. We may grab a banana with us and some drink or a muffin. <coughs> we don't really eat all of what's on this plate. But this is what we are suggesting as a breakfast, a full plate. Now, lunch on a full plate. We're trying to share some foods because they asked me to do some more Caribbean foods. So this is couscous, but it can also be brown rice. And the, the food, there's a chana or chickpeas, right? And the plate is full, right? It doesn't look like a little skimpy, skimpy type of uh, plate. Then you have some other uh, foods there, some vegetables. And uh, those are some of the vegetarian foods that we use, the, the meat analog. So that's a nice, full, healthy plate, but that's a lunch plate. In the Caribbean islands, we eat heavy at the lunch meal. So that's when we eat that heavy meal. It's not in the evening. And that's between, between 12 or 2 o'clock. Yeah. So you eat heavier at lunchtime. Supper is very light. Yes, question. Right. 
Yes, most of the food is cooked. They rarely eat salads. <coughs> if, if you have a salad, it's a little sprinkling on the side of your plate. Come on in. We have um, space up front. We just got started here. It's just a small sprinkling. And when my husband and I were missionaries in Trinidad originally, I'm from Trinidad, but when we would go to the dinner meals to eat, I would go down to the salad and somebody would be guarding that salad. You cannot take that much salad. <laughs> so I said, could I have more? No, 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 you can't have any more because everybody has to get that small amount. They have lots and lots of this food. You know, the, the, the um, rice and a lot of the, the, the tubers. The, this is like a cassava there, white potato. So it's a lot of the starch carbohydrate, but high carbohydrates, and very little salad that's put on the side. So that's what we're talking about, the present, yes. <coughs> then at supper, you would have something like a bowl of soup and some bread. Milk is not used. They don't, you know, they don't usually drink milk, yes. When I used to go up in Trinidad and Tobago, yes. your heaviest meal is in the evening. Huh? And you don't eat them kind of like food like that. <laughs> you eat some cassava. Right, that's what I showed you on the other, yes. I showed you a little bit earlier. That's at lunchtime. Yes. And it's true that only some swordfish. Yes. That's a heavy meal. In the night. You can't give me back home any kind of soup to drink in the night. Yeah, they have soup. No, they eat a lighter food in the evening. Now they do. I mean, you know. Yes, oh yes. They're not eating that heavy, heavy meal at nighttime. We always had a heavy meal in the day. Yeah, the lunchtime. Yeah. But if you're Yeah. She was really heavily supporting uh -huh. every meal in, at midday. Midday, yes. And yes, for the yes. evening, for the evening. You want a lighter food in the evening, yes. Because you're relaxing, you're reclining, and you're going on to bed. So your time is not used as much as you were. In the past, they did a lot of that, the type of eating the gentleman was talking about, but most of the people were working in the field. Now, now, now there has been a switch from the field working to the computer, right? And to the, you know, to that age. I think my husband told me to tell him why. major reasons why in the last decade or two, there has been a shift in diabetes in Trinidad and Tobago. Uh, Trinidad and Tobago and the Caribbean is leading the Caribbean in the increase in incidence yes. of type 2 diabetes. Right. It's a 400% increase. Yes. In diabetes. Increase. And so this is reason why you see this, where they're trying to get the people to shift away from eating their heaviest meal in the evening and, and eat the more, move more for a, a heavier yeah. meal in the midday or even in the breakfast. Breakfast meal. And a lighter meal in the evening. Okay, thank you. The future, so that was the present. We gave you a quick um, overview of the plate. In the future, we want to see a change, all right? We want to see people to, to survive and to thrive to be healthy, to look more of eating foods more in the heavier in the morning, midday, and then very little or nothing in the evening. But one of the areas that we're looking at, most people are eating foods that are prepared in the grocery store, I mean, in the, the different, not grocery stores, but in the different supermarkets and food manufacturers. We're asking to go back and to have food as grown, and I'll share some of that from the basket. All of these things are grown. 
things that that's the way the food was made, then you eat it in that same fashion. So if you eat a full plate of that type of food, food that is grown, then you have much better chance of having losing weight or keeping your weight down and still having that full satiety that you need to have. So the full plate concept is one of those ways we can project eating food as grown. Now the full plate principle is rich in fiber, and I'll explain some more as we go along, both soluble and insoluble fiber. Now I call fiber the forgotten nutrient. Nobody thinks about fiber when they're eating food. They just think about the food and they eat it, whether they like it, you know, if they like it, they don't think by the taste. So they're not looking and say, well, it's high in fiber, low in fiber. But we need to focus a little bit more on fiber because of the one problem, the obesity situation. So we're saying choose fruit from the land that's full of color, and we're talking now about planning menus. And I have a um, menu planning guide that I passed out. This is one that I did for, I wrote this for the Journal of Health and Healing some years ago, and it still stands, you know, how to prepare balanced meals. So you have a copy of that. Anybody didn't have copies, we can pass around. Oh, you didn't get that? So the full, full looking at menu planning. We want the family to be involved, because we're talking about families, black families, we want them to be involved in the planning of the meals. I have worked many years in different parts of the country dealing with diet, family, especially in Maryland, the state of Maryland, where I worked with a big contract dealing with um, obstetrician and gynecology. And we had many women who had their small children and babies. And we had one of, the one of the main complaints is that my children don't like to eat vegetables. <laughs> they don't eat vegetables. What can you do, doctor? What can you do? At that time, I was dietitian, not doctor at that time. But, and basically, I, I shared with them that the children need to get involved in the planning process. So they need to you talk with them about the things that they need to eat. Of course, you first teach them, and then you do the planning with them. But then you take them to the store. Take them to the grocery store and let them sit in the basket and help work with that plan, that menu plan for the week. And then when they come home, you help them with the food preparation. We work with some children, um, pregnant teens with their small children in California, again, that same San Bernardino County area. Um, and we had the three-year-olds and the two-year-olds standing on the little steps, washing the broccoli, and they call them trees, and <laughs> the carrots. You know, and they ate the food. They, and, they, and then the mother would say, but they never eat it when I give it to them. Yeah, so they need to be involved in the preparation because when they are involved and they are part of it, they're going to what? They're going to eat it because they said, I helped to fix that. I washed it. Well, I put it in the pan and I, you know, mom, I can help. So, and that's when children are very much open to helping. My daughter learned how to cook by seven or eight years old as a survivor. She cooks real well now, does better than me in some of my dishes. But meal planning and preparation, it needs to be in the family um, incorporating it. Future, but it's what we want to share with you now. There has to be a change again. Hold on, <coughs> I'm in the back, go on. Next one. The main goal in this future plan is that a wide variety of wholesome, unrefined foods is chosen. Because a lot of times we see foods that are, says, enriched. 
you know, but we ask the question, are you really enriched? When we look at foods, especially we're going to talk a little bit about the carbohydrate foods. When we take grains like flour and so forth, and we see it says whole wheat, we want to make sure it says 100% whole wheat when we're shopping. Because if it just says whole wheat, it's not 100%. Part of it has been extracted. Now, if I and you were in line going to the bank, right? And we all, a lot of times we're lining up in the grocery store or the bank, and you see a $20 stepping out of my pocket or out of my bag. And you know, you kept on being tempted, and you said, you know what? You pull the $20 out. But as you got closer and closer to the teller, you start to feel a little bit, you know, you said, oh boy, you know, I feel kind of bad at taking this $20. But you stuck back, you'd stick back $4 back in my pocket and says, I'm enriched. Am I really enriched? Yeah. Giving me back $4 and you stole 20 from me. When we look at the, when we look at the, ref, the refining process of the flour and the grains, that's what has happened. 20 of the nutrients are taken out in the processing and only four are added back. Mm -hmm. You know, you divided the, the B1, B2, niacin, and iron. And now the, the government has gotten so upset because of the problem with um, cerebral palsy and all of these different problems in ch infancy, and they said, let's add back one more. So now they add back five, which is folate, folic acid. So you see folic acid all over the place now. They're adding that back in. But we are not really enriched when it's being done that way. So we need to look at the foods that are says whole grains prepared for 100% um, whole wheat. Yes, yeah, so. Yes, right, because of the, um, that problem with folic acid. Now, as we do, go ahead. Right. Okay. Yeah, there is a difference because all flowers are wheat. You can have white wheat, you know, the white flower, that's wheat. And then you have the whole wheat, 100% whole wheat. So don't just look at it as wheat, because it says, yeah, I eat wheat bread. Everybody says, I eat wheat bread, but it's, it's not really 100% whole wheat. So they're still not getting all of the grains. They get some, but not enough. So the color must dominate what's on the plate as we buy the foods, right? And without added salt and sugar, as those that we find in fast food. Now, it's very difficult in our day to talk to people about eating foods without sugar, salt, or, you know, or um, fat. Because all our, our taste buds have been now, what, acute to that. Yeah, adulterated, good point. And we can change our taste buds. That's the good part about it. And this is where behavior change and health principles come in. As you start eating foods that are less of sodium, fat, and sugar, you do tend to want that. And when things are get really salty, you can tell the difference. Your body's just like, okay, those taste buds can be converted and you know, changed. Portions are not restricted. So we don't want to restrict people eating only a little bit of food. We want you to eat a full plate because that's what most of us you know, tend to eat. We do not eat a little tiny plate of food. We say that's what we should eat, but in truth and in fact, that's not what we normally eat. So our recommendation is to eat breakfast like a king, right? Lunch like a queen and supper like a servant. I don't like to put the word pauper because people always say, 
So maybe a pauper would be okay. Servant means someone maybe who is doing um, helping. So those are the, the, the major recommendations that we can say for the full plate, and we'll explain those as we go along. Now, time invested in meal planning is not lost, folks. Because people always say, you know, I don't have time to plan meals. It's just, you know, I just go buy whatever I think I need in the store. But we need to take that time to plan. Because in planning, you will find that you will do a lot of things less. You will not spend as much money, right, as is shared here, and you will have more healthy food. Now, we don't want to go to the grocery store hungry, right? If we go to the grocery store hungry, we're going to buy a lot of the advertised <coughs> foods because those are the things we'll remember that we saw on TV or we heard on the radio or so. But if we go with our grocery list, then we are pretty much focused. That's what we're getting, even though we'll see all of those things where we won't get as tempted. But if you go hungry, then you just go buy, you know, what you are looking at, what you see. In a country, yes. Yes, so we're going to talk about that, the label reading. There are stages that I was going to go through with you as we plan. This um, full plate diet has stages like one, two, and three. You first start learning how to plan the meals and so forth, and then you start looking at grocery. When you go to the grocery shop, you start looking at the food items. When you, as you said that, we can mention it. When you go to the grocery store, and I don't have any foods that have labels on them. <laughs> yeah, I think I do have the lentils. You know, there's something called nutrition facts on the back, and it explains. So you want to get a food that the first three ingredients would be the ones that you're, that you're looking for. If they have anything with fat, sugar, or salt as the first three ingredients, it's not really the best product to buy. And this, on this package just says lentils, that's it. So this is good. You came to buy lentils, and this is what you're getting, lentils. But sometimes you go to buy something and you get, you know, if you get lentil soup in a can, you know what you're going to get, a whole lot of other things. And once you see many items on the ingredient label, you know you're not getting all of what your money. So you're really being robbed. You're not getting all of what you should be getting if that's what you wanted to buy. So in a country where we're supermarkets are stacked with a lot of foods, it's best that we, um, we buy foods that are more healthy for us. All right, so let's go quickly, let's go shopping. And that's why I brought the basket here. Talk a little bit about shopping. The suggestion for the full, pl full plate guide is to first start going by grains, We're shopping for grains. And I didn't, I brought some already cooked. And this is brown rice. This is a cup of brown rice. I didn't bring the white rice um, as a, you know, you know contrast. But brown rice isn't that much um, darker than white rice, but it has a lot more nutrition. The problem with the white rice is that the, the little grain of the white rice, of the brown rice, is, is rubbed off when you're making it white. They polish the, the brown rice to the point where it comes white. And all of that polishing or taking off of the extra layer of the rice, the grain itself, is where all of a lot of the major nutrients are you know, your minerals and vitamins and B vitamins and so forth. So you want to make sure that you're having brown rice. Now, many people say, I can't cook brown rice. It takes too long. And one of the major reasons is that we are using salt in the process when we cook the rice. Scientifically, food science, if you put salt in the water, you slow down the cooking um, process. 
and you don't need it. If you want it to cook quickly, don't add any salt in the water. Just let the water boil, add the brown rice. The recipe is um, three cups of boiling water to two cups of brown rice. And I always add a little barley, like a half a cup of barley. And you turn the stove down low and you do not touch it. Just leave it alone and your rice would cook in 20 minutes. So I've had people do experiment with me on that over the years. So brown rice um, is still very easy. It will cook in 20 minutes and it doesn't take that long, but no salt should be added. So your grains, as you see here when you're shopping, they're rich in the B-complex vitamins, iron, and so forth. The next um, shopping that we should do that we can talk about is the fruits and vegetables. Okay, here's some more grains. Couscous, rolled oats, barley, millet, corn, and wheat. Those are all in the grain category. Question. Yes. Uh-huh. Not really nutritionally. The yellow, it's just a matter of taste or flavor if you like the yellow one as opposed to the white and, one, and the white corn, yes. Yeah. Yes. Because uh, under that first bullet point, is quinoa in there also? Quinoa, yes. I didn't have it on there. Quinoa should be in there. Yes, yes. I have to talk about quinoa is very good. Now, a lot of people are not using quinoa, so it, but it's something that is now easily you can get it on the market. Q-U-I-O-N-A, N-A, Q-U-I-O-N-A, Quin, Quinoa, Q-U-I-N-O-A, Quin, Q-U-I-N-O-A, Quinoa. It's a grain that's native to South America. America. It's very, it's worldwide now. Yes, a lot of people um, are into using it. And you can just boil it and, and let it um, cool and put it in a salad, cold. And it takes on the flavor, whatever you cook what, with, yes. it takes on that flavor. Do you, it's necessary for you to boil it? Or you can, um, oh, I do the, the other green, the couscous, the bulgur, the bulgur to boil and then put yes. it in a yes. You can do that. Right, or you can just put it raw in your soups, like I use couscous, just put a half a cup when you're making your lentil soup or other of a soup you may, may be making, and then you just add it in just as is, and with the boiling and the heating, it will, it will cause it to cook. So, so you have your barley, your millet, your corn, and your wheat, and the wheat meaning the, um, whole, the whole wheat. 60 loving servings, but as we said, you can fill the plate, and we will, we will start putting a plate together for you as soon as we finish. We're going to do the grocery shopping first, and then we will get, when we get home after we shop, we prepare and we make the plates. So that's how we're going um, for the rest of the time. 60-11 servings, all right, and that's a good bit. But remember, a serving is a half a cup. So right here you have two servings. So you'll go quickly <laughs> with the servings. I made some whole grain bread, and this is, this is two slices. These are two servings, so here's four going right now. So it goes very quickly. <laughs> That's why with the grains we need 60-11 is because we tend to eat more than just a half a cup of food at a time. So you have four servings right here just looking at two styles of grains. All right, fruits and vegetables. Um, I think we already did this one. Okay, we'll go on to the next, which is whole grains. These are a picture of some. I showed you some in here, but I have a picture of some whole grains. And folks, it would be nice for the new year to pick up a new habit. Start making your own bread, yeah. 
there's a lot of religion in a loaf of bread make it for your neighbor make it for your friends for yourself of course because then you know what you're eating these are some little nugget bread nuggets that we made yesterday all whole grain this is about seven five or six grains that's in here uh, and it's very easy to make very simple you can take one hour and um, and you know what you're eating and of course it's full of fiber then you have your rice and then um, some of the oats. So those are grains when you go shopping. And it's good to make your grocery shopping list based on grains, fruits, vegetables. You know, people say, well, I'm going to get flour here. Just write them down in a category, whole grains, and then you put all of the whole grains. So the next um, area would be your protein foods. All right, so you have some of the nuts, um, beans, Lentils, believe it or not, is one of the highest sources of fiber. All right, and it's good sources of protein. In the full plate principle, we pull out at least five major um, kinds of foods that you can eat that's within each category. And the oats and so forth I showed you. In the grain category, the beans um, are very high. Lentils is right up there. The first one is navy beans, 10 grams of pro uh, fiber per cup and lentils is about eight grams of fiber. I eat this at least once or twice a week, lentil soup or stewed lentils. And it's very good, there are many, many other nutrients that's involved with that. So the beans are good sources and your nuts and so forth when shopping for your protein foods. Your fruits and vegetables, of course you want to choose the red, yellow, greens, oranges, lots of vitamin A, C, antioxidants, fiber of course, which protects us against uh, chronic disease. Five to nine servings, wow, of fruits and vegetables. And pretty much we're looking at four servings, um, four servings of vegetables and five servings of fruit. And so this is two right here. This banana is two servings. Yeah, because a half of that is really the serving. So it's big bananas, yeah. This apple, this apple is a serving, all right? But it's, it's a good size. But normally we can get a bigger apple than it's coming up to be two servings. So this is how the fruits, they, they go quickly. The orange, but if you had the bigger orange, it would be two servings. So when they talk about five to nine servings, you know, right here you have at least four. So the serving sizes are very, very easy. And I have another one here, up here. So this is a serving. So you can easily get the fruits. They are, they are really easy to get. And you see some more of the colors and the vegetables. You have your carrots. This is a serving, one carrot. Cucumber is about a half. A small piece will be a serving. Here's a cucumber. Ah. Oh. Now, in the islands, we don't get the spinach like we do. This is sort of like a Swiss chard, yeah, that we cut up. And this, after it's cut up, will probably be about two servings after you cut it up. And here is a good old pumpkin. <laughs> yeah, question, sorry. For the lineup, it's 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 good source of fiber, but it's green, so it's a um, good source of your um, vitamin um, antioxidants. All right, for the color, iron, and the vitamin A. And then pumpkin is used every day in Trinidad and Tobago, and of course a lot of the islands. 
I know you don't get it up here all the time, but it's one of the cheapest foods down there. So people do a lot of pumpkin, and they even have songs, put some pumpkin in your rice. <laughs> yes. Year-round, pumpkin is cheapest food. So, yes, and the seeds, they have pumpkin seeds that you can take the pumpkin seeds and toast them and eat those. So pumpkin is a very cheap food um, there in Trinidad. So pumpkins are good. We don't get them up, up, up here as much, but they do down there, and they eat it all the time. Sure. Right. Right, the pulp, okay. Right, no, and that's why you didn't see me have any juices, nor did I talk about shopping for juices, because you want the fiber. When the food is um, juiced, you're actually extracting the fiber out of it. Some juices, though, some juice um, equipment machines may juice the whole thing, and I know Total Nutrition does that. So it keeps it all in, but most of them, they're juiced and separated, the vegetables. And what we tell people if they are going to juice, say like if you want carrot juice and you have that left over, take the carrot, all of that pulp that's left, and toss it on your salad. Or add it to your loaves or your, you know, things, if you're going to juice it. Make that carrot Yes. If you have a Vitamix, there's no need for you Right, the Vitamix. Because the Vitamix Yes, because some of them do. I know the Total Nutrition yeah. Center, which yeah. is one of the Vitamix. But we don't really recommend a whole lot of juicing, folks, because we want you to eat your yeah. foods chew. as is and to chew the, yeah. chew the foods. It takes um, about six to eight oranges just to make a six-ounce glass of orange juice. So you're getting a lot more, you know, concentrated yeah, concentrated part of the food. And you're missing the fiber. You're missing the fiber. So at home, we won't take the time to squeeze that. But when we run to the store, if we go to the fast food, they're not going to give you an orange. They give you, you want some orange juice? Yeah, so you get the juicing. And it's nothing wrong with the orange juice, but we're just saying eat more of the fiber. Because the focus of the full plate is more fiber on the plate. So. Choose your plant-based dairy products, which is the soy. We look at soy, nut milks, and so forth. And of course, a lot of the foods that if you are going to use um, non-traditional you know, milks, make sure they're fortified with the vitamin B12. Because you have those almond milks and the um, other nut milks, and they do not have any B12 in them. That's been an issue with vitamin B12 down through the ages as people, even though you know, you wonder why, but people who have been um, vegetarians who do not consume any kind of dairy products, the research is showing they're having problems with B12 as they get older in life. So then they have to take injections or so. You have um, nutritional yeast. A lot of people use that. That can help to add some of the B12 in. But remember, B12 is, comes from an animal product, animal, from animals. We ourselves produce B12, folks. So we do have B12. You know, we produce it. So now for children, depending on the age, we look at the um, milk, two to three cups of um, fortified soy milk if you're going to use um, that. In the islands, they don't use a lot of milk, so that's not used either. But they give the children, you know, a lot of the um, other foods that may have milk in them or soy. When we're looking for calcium, that's what we're looking at when we use the milk. Many people have problems with allergies with milk. 
and as we get adults, we become adults, we do not need milk like we normally did when we were younger. So even if you don't drink milk, you still need to look at the amount of calcium source. As a dietitian, uh, I don't really recommend a lot of supplements, but one I recommend for people to take through the years I've found that helps, calcium and your vitamin D, to take a calcium supplement. So if you're going to take supplements, the other supplements, you know, vitamin C and so forth is not really necessary. But because of what's going on, if you're not drinking adequate amounts of milk or so, soy milk, um, if people are using you know, more of a vegan a approach, it's better to just take a supplement. So I take a vitamin supplement um, of, uh, not vitamin, but a calcium supplement with the vitamin D3. And so I'm getting older now, but I don't have the pain in my knees and all of those things that you can get from not getting enough calcium in the body. So what we're talking now about is we've planned for that full plate and we eat properly those healthy meals are going to produce the roots as we pass it on to our children in the family, roots that are planted in a foundation, the right foundation, so that we are not, you know, passing on to children the wrong types of foods. Now, coconut milk is a big thing. We drink a lot of coconut milk in Trinidad. <laughs> they use coconut milk, but not fortified like that, fresh. You take the coconut, you crack it, you, um, you know, Grate it, you put the water and get the milk from it. But here now you have a lot of that available. So the soy milks, the almond milk, yes. You don't see it in the stores? Oh yes, it's a big it's a big thing to have coconut milk now. It's a big, big, big um Yeah. But you know at one time it had a bad rap, right? Coconut was not good for you because it has all that saturated fat. No, coconut milk is yeah, now it's a big thing to have coconut. It is a rage now in the U.S. using coconut. Coconut in everything. Yeah, we knew it. We won't. They have it in the can, coconut milk. Yes. Oh, yeah, you have it like that in California. I see it. Silk, Silk makes it now, pure coconut milk. Yes. I just so it has, does it have trans fat and saturated fat? No, it has no trans fat, no. saturated fat, though. Yeah, it does have saturated fat. Be careful, it's good to use. Yeah. Because I know some of the Caribbean culture use Right, right, but... Because you couldn't usually use coconut oil when the babies were born on the island. They rubbed them with coconut oil. Yes. Yes, but remember, all foods where fat is concerned has saturated, mono, and poly. They have all three. It's just all three. All, even, even the mono unsaturated has saturated fat. It's just a focus. My husband well, one of the things you want to know is that, is that in recent years they have admitted that coconut has a lot of medium chain fatty acids. Mm -hmm. which are very beneficial to the digestive tract. Right. And of course, years ago they didn't say that, but we know it's true now. And, and, and that's one of the reasons why, even though it has saturated fat, the proportion of saturated fat present in coconut is not as bad as they, they, you know, as they claim to. So what about the processed foods, though? They have, that's what they're putting in. It's either current palm oil, or, or coconut, you, you see it in ice cream, coconut oil, I think, well, both ice cream, because I'm reading the labels, so, right, yes. you know, I, I think those are kind of things that you need to really Right. So when you, those mm -hmm. two have gotten bad raps, palm yeah. oil is worse than coconut oil, uh -huh. but we know differently 
now. If you, if yes. you look at what has happened over the last few decades, mm -hmm. if you go to places like Africa and parts of Asia where they use both of those two in, in abundance, yeah. mm -hmm. the number of people you find with, with cardiovascular disease and heart attacks mm -hmm. and so is, is quite considerably much lower than mm -hmm. it is here in Western right. Hemisphere. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there has to be a reason for that. And research has shown that neither of those two are as bad as, as they, mm -hmm. you know, no, the, the, um, thank you for that, love. But the, the thing that we're saying here is that if you get the coconut fresh and you crack the coconut and you drink it, it's a different thing than when you extract it and you put it into these different things. The processing is where the problem comes in. The same thing with soy. They're saying there's no soy is negative. Nobody wants to use soy. But soy is okay as the bean, the Adama bean and the soybeans, you have the dry and the green, and that's good. But when we extract it now, we're making it into a milk form, we're making it into the tofu and all of those, processing it. Too much of that, it's okay to have some, but too much of that, they're saying, you know, is, is yeah, again, it's, yeah, because we're taking out, we're extracting out, the, and there's no fiber, there's no fiber in milk now. Milk has no fiber. Even the soy milk has no fiber. Yes. Because we, through the internet, we were talking yes. to some friends and sister members of our church who said, talked about, did research that soy was uh, so, so bad. I said, well, if soy is so bad, why is it that people are dying more of eating red meat than eating soy? Soy, yes. So mm -hmm. there's yeah. argument right there. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you use coconut, crack the coconut, yes. Well, you get the calcium, yeah, you get the calcium because it's a, it's a... Come on, if you do it fresh, do your own coconut. Right, yes. How is that on the vitamin Well, actually, if you, if, you, if you crack the coconut, and of course, if you get a coconut that still has water in it, you can get the water out. And the water is isotonic. Right, yeah, because I was going to say you drink the water. Beneficial, so right. you find that the... the, the pretty much the same pH as well as the electrolytes that you find in your blessing, you know, it's there. Then of course if you if you if you take the, the actual coconut itself, it has the, the, the medium chain fatty acids which are extremely beneficial. Now I don't know that you get so much uh, uh, B vitamins from it, but you certainly get other the fatty acids. The other thing too is that uh, coconuts have a have a have a, a uh, substance in it that's only found generally in a woman's breast milk. Uh, and, right. and it's extremely beneficial to the immune system and bolsters the immune system. And that's something that's been kept out. I mean, it's, it's, it's present. You, you go to the literature, you find it there. Now, why they've kept that away from people for the longest, I don't know. But in recent decades, they, they she has a marker. There. And 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 a coconut is not a bad, you know. What dog is it for? Yes. Linoleic acid, linoleic acid, and uh, right, linoleic acid, which is one of the essential of fatty acids. Essential fatty acids. Mm -hmm. Right, right. And when you look on an island, you know where they may not be getting all of the water that we are saying that they should. They're getting the coconut water, and so you can drink the, the coconut water is high, very high in potassium. So many days we're drinking coconut water. Every morning for breakfast you have a big glass of coconut water. You know, that's easy to get, more so than trying to buy other waters that, you know, we may spend more money for. And Yes, I'm going to talk about avocado. Yes, that's another good one as we go through with the shopping. So these are foods that are naturally, the one in the middle, they're naturally available on the, uh, for the islands. 
Well, the coconut water is isotonic. Isotonic. Yeah, I know. But you said it. No, potassium. Very, very high. Seven to 800 milligrams per cup. Yes, in one, one eight ounce cup of coconut water. Yes, mm -hmm. of course. Yeah, it has fat in it. Yeah, because it's a nut. All nuts have some fat in them. <coughs> what we want to share with, with um, each one of us is going back to basics. Yes. Right? We want to prepare the full plate and, um, and talk about eating on the full plate. You know, many diets are telling you not to eat this and not to eat that, <laughs> and they give you a little tiny plate to eat. We want you to eat on the full plate. One thing that we have, and I'm going to... Um, put the plate together quickly for you for breakfast. Most of the people eat this for breakfast. You get all of your fruits. And one of the nuts that they use in Trinidad, I didn't talk about it as much, but is peanuts. And a lot of people have problems talking about peanuts or like it's a legume, but peanuts are very good for us. Now I have two sets of peanuts here. This one. This one is my serving. This one is my husband's serving. <laughs> See the difference? <laughs> so the amount that you can carry in your hand is what the serving of nuts are. So when people say nuts are expensive, I said, it's okay if it's expensive. You don't need that much, you know? You don't need to eat as much. Now in Trinidad, nuts is like water. Everywhere you turn, the people at the bus stop, what have you, selling little packages of nuts. People eat it a lot. So n peanuts is a really good food down there in the islands. I yes. I have a question about the size of the plate, because when you go on the Royal, Royal Caribbean cruise, they give you a pile of And that's way... <laughs> it should be nine inches, or I mean, I don't, I don't know how... Well, the plate should be... This size is, a, is an average size plate. It's a nine-inch plate. No, if you're getting that 12-inch plate, that's, you know, you're filling it up, that's, that's going to be a little bit, you know, more than you need. So we're putting our breakfast, our lunch, our midday lunch, here's our supper. We have the avocado here, God's butter, I call it, and I have half of an avocado is what you can use, not to worry about. Now, when we talk about using this type of, um, you know, fat, we're not asking you to do a lot of oils in your cooking because this has enough fat on here, you know, for you, for your salad. Onion is a very heavy, um, a good source of fiber and a good um, food that you can use. People don't think of onion as a food, but we need to put onion in a lot of things that we eat because they have rich antioxidants in them. And another one is the garlic. Onions and garlic should be eaten and fixed in all of your different foods. Yeah. Chop them up, have them prepared ahead of time. So this is like your lunch and then your supper. You can have a sandwich or something like that with a salad, something light for supper if you don't want to have the, um, you don't want to have just a, where the salad go here for lunch, just a bowl of soup. And the pumpkin, of course, goes in with your rice. I have um, shaped, um, framed this idea of going back to basics, to keeping it simply served. Kiss. All right? Kiss the full plate <laughs> can be easily created with an atmosphere for better digestion, and that is very simple. So let's look now that we have gone to the grocery store, we've bought our foods, let's look at how we should eat. Isn't this wonderful? 
It's by the beach, one of my favorite places. <laughs> and that is the bake, you know, the bread in the back, there's this thing they call bake. These are the greens. It's like this because their spinach is more like um, the Swiss chard. And then you have the, the scrambled tofu. They also have something in Jamaica, what is it called again? Aki. Aki. That can be used there. It's yellow. And then fried plantains are in the back. Those plantains you can have either slaves. And I put the glass of orange juice just in case you could also have, you know, some, you know, fresh orange for your vitamin C. Let's look at lunch on a full plate. A lot of food. We have the plantains again, greens. You have your um, rice mixed up. They like to do a lot of rice peel off. The middle is that pumpkin, yeah, where you boil it and make it into a flavor. And then you have um, a bean dish that they make up into um, a patty also on the side. So that's another full plate for lunch. Excuse me. Yes. How, how many calories are on that? Yes. That See, we don't worry about calories, remember? No. <laughs> 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 the, the calorie problems on this plate is the process of how you prepare it. See, so like the fried plantain will have more calories than yes. if you just boil it and slice it. So to count the, the calories for this, it would be just preparation. When you boil, a, you know, the, the pumpkin, you know, 60 calories, a half a cup is not that much. The greens would be if you add oil, a lot of oil to it, then you worry about that. The rice, the same thing. So that's your lunch and your, your, um, full, on a full plate, and here's your supper on a full plate. Very light, you, have a, um, you, know, your, uh, you can have your tofu scrambled or the garbanzo beans and make it into a tortilla wrap with a salsa, grapes, maybe something to drink. It's not, you know, it's not too heavy, but you still have enough to keep you, you know, going for the rest of the evening. But one thing you don't see there is the water, the cups of water. We want to, um, to add that. Going back. So we gave you that, you know, you got the picture of what we did after we did our shopping. But we need to have water, the liquid. So right, you don't drink it. That's why I didn't put it with the plate. Because if I had put it with the plate, then you'd say, oh yeah, she advocates drinking with the meals. Because you want to chew the food and masticate and be able to, um, 30 mouths of chewing, we all know that, for one mouthful. But we have a little guide that um, Dr. Hans Deal is trying to make sure we have the cups. Five cups in the morning to stay alive. I put them here, of water. Five eight-ounce cups. Or if you, which is 40 ounces, right? That's just to stay alive. If you want to hydrate, we had an experience with a lady that kind of fell out because she wasn't, one of the reasons was, you know, dehydration. So if you want to stay hydrated, you add three more cups. So that's your eight. And I think that's what a lot of people recommend, eight, 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 eight ounces. But if you want to rejuvenate your body, you add another two cups. Sounds like a lot, right? Ten cups a day. A lot of times we do have a guide of people taking their weight divided by two and it tells you how many ounces that you should drink. So if you're heavier, you drink more. So some people may need to drink more than 10 cups, you know, if they weigh over 200 pounds, right? Because if you are, if you are over 200 pounds, you divide that um, into two, you have over 100 ounces of water. So that's more than, you know, because 10 eighths are 80. All we're saying is to drink 80 ounces. 
So sometimes I go for 96 if I really want to stay hydrated and feel rejuvenated. Again, the water makes you, um, is on the brain, right? You, your brain is cushioned with water, and so when people tell you you have a lot of water on your brain, count it as a compliment, <laughs> not as a, a detriment. Yes, question. Raw foods? Right, because um, one of the best diets is if your food is 60% raw and 20% mm -hmm. cooked. Right. And so that helps with the digestive process. And cooking right. actually um, uses a lot of the nutrients. Right, that's what I was saying. If you're going, yes. Okay, so what you were saying, so saying if the calories, you want to reduce the calories, you can eat them more raw. But we were talking about Caribbean eating. <laughs> And the Caribbean style is that they do not eat a lot. In fact, they feel something. If you're eating all that raw food, they're afraid that things are in the raw foods because of how they, you know, like cabbage and all of that. They feel like you need to cook it to get rid of some of the bacteria and other things. So they don't eat a lot of raw foods, per se. And like I said, when you come to the salad, they give you just a little bit on the side. So they're eating more, and we're talking more of the Caribbean style, it's more of a cooked food. But it's still, you still won't gain a lot of weight on it if you are um, exercising and you, and you are um, able to stay within the two heavier meals and then very light in the evening. It's when you're eating all these meals that are all heavy that you run into problems. As we get older and we're less active, then we need to cut back on that. When we finish at that lunch meal around two or three o'clock, we shouldn't have the evening meal, maybe some popcorn or something very light. So, so we don't advocate, they don't eat a lot of just eating a lot of raw salads, and we're trying to introduce that now to them, talking about eating more um, salads, but they laugh at you with those salads. They said, oh, doctor, that's not enough food. We, that's, just, that's just a little salad. Get me the cooked food. <laughs> so they want really their foods are prepared. So we're trying to show them to prepare them in, with less fat, steam instead of boiling, doing a lot of boiling, and, um, and making sure that they, they're getting them full of fiber because normally they wouldn't use the brown rice, they would use white rice. You know, things are much more refined. So this is an actual weight reduction program with more fiber? With more fiber, yes. Because the key, are, there's some stages to this as we're closing out. The stages is that we're eating more fiber foods and we're looking at 40 grams of fiber. And what I shared with you on those three meals, we're more than 40 grams at a time, yes. Got that much food, it would be about three to, three to four times more calories. Calories, yes, because that's, that's another thing when you do some comparisons. You're taking some of the foods that you buy in grocery stores or even just going out to eat, and you end up with much more calories. Yeah. So it's the processing of the refining of it by adding a little bit of oil. So we're saying if you like to use your, your cooked foods, don't fry the plant and maybe steam it or maybe just pan fry it a little bit lightly. So we're teaching them some more food preparation principles because they do eat all of their foods cooked more so than raw. Uh, we also try to introduce them to using smoothies, making them put the fruits together and blend them and keep them as, a, uh, as is. The one of the other steps is to drink more water, which I just shared with you. And the last step in this plan of the stages is that you want to stop eating when you're no, when you're no longer 
hungry. So if you're eating something and you start to feel, well, I'm not hungry anymore, that's the best time to stop. So don't continue on eating if you know that you're already full, you know, and that's going for a second plate. See, most of the problem is not the minutes, it's the seconds that gets us, right? <laughs> it's not the minutes or the hours, it's the seconds when we go for the seconds. So a full plate, you can have a full plate of food because your eyes pretty much know what you like, but it's when we finish eating that and then we go back and then refill the plate is where um, the problems, you know, can come in. So, so that's stage one, eat more fiber, drink more water and eat, get away from the plate. The second stage is to increase the fiber in your meals, because sometimes you're eating a, a bowl of cereal, you can always just add you know, some more berries on it or some other fruits or so to add more fiber that way. Even if it's, um, some people say, I can't eat those whole grain cereals. So I say, well, just mix them, you know, your Cheerios, you add a little bit of oats, a little bit of granola, mix the cereals and mix the grains so then you can get the fiber that way. And of course, the third stage is where you want to really get into reading those labels. Because when you first introduce this type of um, eating style to people, they have to take steps. You don't want them to just try to do it all at one time. Show them how they can visually get the foods and then as their last stage is to actually start telling them when you buy something, before you pay for it, look at the label and see if you're getting you know, what you are paying for. So what you want it um, to buy. So that's the, the last stage. Of course, we know in doing so that you can reduce obesity and of course um, improve on your health and longevity. I usually teach people how to um, get foods that will put you in a good mood. You know, a lot of people can have bad moods and a lot of times they're eating things that can cause that as one of the factors. So if you want to be in a good mood, high fiber foods do put you in a good mood. Yes, they're adding. See, adding fiber that way is not the way to go because we are losing out on the nutrition. Like I said, fiber is a forgotten nutrient, but now they're saying let's throw fiber in everything, but then we're still eating refined. And that's the, that's the thing, we're not changing the pattern. We need to change the pattern and going back to eating the fiber, eating the food as grown as, in, in a, as opposed to as prepared because they will prepare it for you anyway and then they'll throw some fiber in and say that's the way to go. So the take home message for our families today should be KISS, K-I-S-S. -S. Keep it simply served. Eat, foo eat foods rich in bright colors as grown and enjoy a full plate as shown by the fullplate.org. Um, and I hope that I've answered some questions and everything for you. If you have any other questions, let me know. This media was produced by Audioverse for the NAD Health Summit. If you would like to learn more about the NAD Health Summit, please visit www.nadhealthsummit.com. Or if you would like to listen to more free online sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.